Welcome to the Bibbity Boppity Basics podcast. We're just two childless millennials who love Disney, Harry Potter, traveling, and all things basic. My name is Caitlin May. And I'm Sarah Beth Miller. Together, we're just two childhood best friends who catch up weekly about theme park news and different topics that we face in our late 20s. Hey, everyone. It has been a little minute. Um, we took off last week so we could catch up on some things, which when I get to my bust, you'll see the irony on all of that, but we are excited to be back this week and we are talking all about our favorite Disney influencers. So it's going to be a fun episode. All right, let's get into the booms and busts for the week. So my booms and busts are... Technically from last week, because a lot of this has changed, um, but I may have not been able to order my new phone since since you're now listening to this, um, the new iPhones are out, but I did order my new case, which I'm completely obsessed with it. I it, it was actually kind of funny because I ordered the same case that I currently have now, and then someone mentioned the, the Midnight Leopard, which... I was like going back and forth on whether or not I wanted that one or the one that I currently have. And I just, I decided to get the Midnight Leopard. So what's the one that you currently have? The regular Leopard. Oh, okay. It's a loopy case if you're wondering. Yeah, it's a loopy case. Um, I'll add it to the link on our Instagram. Um, Yeah, I found Influencer made me buy it, found it, Mm -hmm. fell in love with the case, have not. So I used to, I had like a regular, just a silicone case from Apple. And then I had a clear case with a pop socket. And I like to use that one when we travel because I can keep my ID, credit cards and everything. It's all there. Oh, you have that, you have the pop wallet. I have the pop wallet. Yeah, those are handy. It's handy, but like, I don't know. Like I hate it. Like I hate it with pop socket. Like It's really bulky. It is The wallet plus the pop socket is really bulky. It makes it, and the thing about Loopy is it, it, folds flat so like mm-hmm. if i put it in my pocket basically the loop goes down the yeah. only thing i do miss is the wireless charging aspect of it but i've just gotten into a routine where i just take my case off and then put yeah. it on my dock um one of the good things i do like about loopy is they do they donate some of the money to like certain charities like depending on the phone case so like the leopard ones well, that's are cute do they donate to like wildlife conservation they have one that's like uh, they donate to the ocean, like an ocean conservation. Um, they do a breast cancer. They have like all kind of, you know, different ones that they That's super you know, donate to a charity. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see it in person. I also did order my other phone case for future things, which you will see. Um, <laughs> Evil and it is coming soon. <laughs> but I will say on a completely opposite, opposite end of the spectrum, Um, My bust was basically Delta got spayed two weeks ago, which at the time of this recording, she's finally been cleared from the doctor and is back to her regular self. Um, But it's been been a long, (laughs) long two weeks just trying to keep her, you know, contained and not chew on her incision. So Um, my bust is that I've just I'm so behind on everything. (laughs) Like, 
I don't know. I feel like I prepped so much for that week that I was back at work that I neglected like everything else. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm just like coming back to like shambles. (laughs) And I'm like, where do I even start to like get myself back on track with everything else? So I don't know. I've been overwhelmed. Like just the house is a wreck and like all my work is a wreck. And when you figure it out, let me know. My boom, though, is very exciting. It's the best thing that's happened to me in a long time, thanks 2020. Um, Springfield just got a Raising Canes. If you don't know what a Raising Canes is, are you living under a rock? Because they're the best chicken fingers out there. The sauce. Oh, that sauce is so good. But um, basically, think Zaxby's, but like 4,000 times better. Also, like if to our international it's, listeners that we have a few of, um, it's a literally like a fast food. Oh, yes. Hi. Hello, place. international people. Sometimes I forget about you. Um, yeah. So like think Chick-fil-A or McDonald's, but like better. Like the yeah. chicken like is actually local, like real. It's it's more like a regional or like yeah. local to certain places. Yeah. So, what have you been obsessed with this week? Once again, my obsession of the week is about coffee. Surprise, surprise. Um, I have been obsessed with this new TikTok trend, and it is protein iced coffee. Hmm. And. We just put protein powder in it? No. So you use um, the Premier Protein Shakes, which is like the very popular Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the different flavors. I have some in my cabinet. So, yeah. So the Premier Proteins, you can either... Some people put half. Some people put the whole thing. Like, it just really depends on, like, how much coffee you want. Um, I usually make it for, like, my second cup of coffee, like, in the midday kind of thing, just to kind of hold me over. Right. And basically, you just take, like, a cold brew or, like, iced coffee, depending on your preference, which technically they're really the same unless you're getting it from, like, Starbucks. Right. Um, a milk of your choice, which I've started to use oat milk, and sometimes I use creamer just depending on what flavor I'm looking for. And then, like, half of the protein shake. And, like I said, I use the Premier brand, which you can really use any type of, like, pro- it's protein mainly the shake. Pre- the pre-made, like, protein shakes. Yeah. Um, it's so you can use less creamer and all of those things. And the ones that I found that are really good are the vanilla and the caramel ones. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can do like the, there's a cookies and cream and banana one yeah. that I've also tried in the coffee. But you can also use like a flavored syrup, like the tor- Torotinis, I think it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do those and then you kind of just like put as much syrup as like your flavor. I personally fell in love with the Jordan Skinny brand. Yeah, the that's syrups. the ones that I use. That's what I use. Um, I also have like her whipped topping thing or whatever. And think oh, about it, yeah. it's, it's zero calories. So like it doesn't matter how much you use. Like we just got a peanut butter cup, a caramel Ooh, waffle yum. cone. Oh, yeah. Our fudge waffle cone, something like that. And then we had a caramel syrup. I have um, like normal flavors. <laughs> Like vanilla. (laughs) So our Bed Bath & Beyond is closing Firehouse. So we went and that was really So you went stocked up. We went stocked up and that was really all they had left because the- Gotcha. The Bed Bath & Beyond looks like it had seen- Obviously it had seen better days and it was pretty much empty. Just like cleared out, yeah. 
yeah. So that was basically what was left. So we just kind of like, hey, let's try it. It's on sale. Um, and then I'm obsessed with my new haircut. Got a, yeah, got it a looks haircut. so good. I We sat down with my hairdresser and realized that I had not cut my hair since the wedding. I just, I just didn't cut it, like, because I don't know why. And so... I finally went, I needed my hair thinned out, which if you don't, if you've never seen me before, to our listeners who don't know us, um, I have She's super got the thick hair. thickest hair. Like. <laughs> you always have. I've always had super thick hair, so like when I go get a haircut, like, I have to have them thin it out, so like my little bun is non-existent, but like, this is some people's like thick bun, mm-hmm. and I just kind of had her do like some face framing and just like kind of lighten my hair up a bit and it's let me tell you i love when that happens you are amazing yeah you have so much more like body to it now and that's the thing i was i was telling my hairdresser i was like there i have like no volume but i have Mm -hmm. volume because my hair is so thick but when it's dry and straight and even like after two or three days like it's just so flat that like when i straighten my hair like it looked greasy and like it takes a lot for my hair to look greasy so, yeah, it was one of those things. Well, my you? obsession is has been a long time coming. John and I have been wanting to get one for so long. We just could never justify paying money for it. Um, and we bought a Dyson fan this week. And Don't you love it? Oh, my God. I'm like kicking myself that we didn't get it earlier. But our like rinky dink little room fan, we're we're fan people when we sleep. Mm-hmm. Like we have to have that like white noise fan noise. So <clears throat> our our fan finally kicked the bucket. And I was like, honestly, John, like instead of buying the like 17th cheap fan, why don't we just finally like go look at the Dyson ones at Target? Mm-hmm. And he was like yeah, that's fair. And I was like, honestly, probably if we buy two more cheap fans, we would have already spent the money that the Dyson fan's going to cost. So mm-hmm. we might as well just do it. So, and I did the math. The fan that we got is the heat, the fan, and the air purifier. And I was like, if we bought three separate, like if we bought a separate fan, a separate heater, and a separate air purifier, it would have added up to the same amount that we paid for this one fan yeah so it's awesome it's it's remote control but it also has an app like these fans are amazing so if if fans are a priority to you it's worth it um so some of my new stories a lot of you may have heard about already just because they're a couple weeks old but um it is something that we haven't reported on yet so i wanted to make sure to include them this week but we did finally get some news about disneyland opening and i am sad to say that it is not happy news governor newsom has introduced a tiered opening system and disney and universal can open Basically, on Tuesday, October 20th, Governor Newsom came out and said that large theme parks cannot begin operations until a state reaches Tier 4, which is the least strict with guidelines. This is basically how many weeks ago? 
um, two weeks ago, and they still have not yeah. moved into another tier. So basically, Disneyland and Universal can open when it reaches tier three, but they can only operate at a 25% capacity, which is what Walt Disney World and supposedly Universal Studios Orlando is currently operating at. One thing to note about this and the opening of the parks is that the county must remain in a tier three, like, are in a, in like a tier in general. Sorry, I was reading too far ahead for three weeks before it moves into a lesser tier, according to Newsom. So, since they are currently at like tier one, I think, mm-hmm. they have to stay at a tier one or like tier two criteria for three weeks before they're actually moved down into tier two. Los Angeles County, home of Universal Studios Hollywood and Six Flags Magic Mountain, is basically tier one, which is the most restrictive, like I said. Orange County, which is Disneyland, Disneyland California Adventure, and Knott's Berry Farm in San Diego, Cal. San Diego County, home of Legoland and SeaWorld, are in Tier 2. So, honestly, it it doesn't look like Orange County will reach Tier 2 until summer of 2021. So, that means that Disneyland is probably not going to open for another year. Unless, for some reason, that, you know, guidelines change and all this. Hang on, someone is attacking my feet. Stop it. So, according to the LA Times, Dr. I have no idea how to say his last name, and I'm going to butcher it really bad, but I want to say it's like Golly. Yeah, that's, who, that's probably this, what I this, this is what it looks like it should be pronounced. Um, he is the head of Health and Human Services, laid out some other, extra, other restrictions as well, and they include parks must sell tickets in advance to make contact tracing easier, which is basically what Walt Disney World is doing currently. And face coverings will be mandatory except for when eating or drinking and being stationary. Large theme parks will be limited to 25% capacity, which everyone was knew that was coming. And small theme parks, which would include like Knott's Berry Farm and like Legoland and SeaWorld and things like that, would be limited to 25% capacity or 500 visitors, whichever is fewer. So they can only accept visitors who live in the county, which is a big thing. This means that only locals can go to the parks. And obviously they can only operate their outdoor tra- uh, attractions. But I just want to let you know that Orange County, which is Disneyland, Disneyland, California, Knott's Berry Farm. Most of the people who live in like Anaheim and that county work at these parks. So if you're restricted to that county only... There's no one to go to these theme parks. Oh, 100%. Because the people who go to the theme parks are the people who live in LA. Yeah, but that's a whole different county. I know. So they're not going to get any... They're not going to get any people. So, you know, that's the thing that's like... It's very sad to see that Disney is going through this. And look, like I said it before, like, I know it's a political... Like, it, it's becoming a little bit political at this point. Yeah. Which... The governor is trying to do the best for his state. Right. And, you know, at this at this point, you can obviously tell that, and not going on a, a rant or political rant, that the governors who have been a little bit stricter with their states 
you're having, you're not having those spikes. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. You don't want to overwhelm the hospitals and all these things. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you can't stop living your life and all of this other stuff. But at the same time, you still have to be smart about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the thing about it is, is like, they're trying to do what's best for their state. And every state's different. And we aren't seeing the numbers that these governors are seeing. So yeah. while it's looking more like red state, blue state, like there's a lot of information that the public doesn't know. Right. So while it completely sucks that Disneyland may not open for another year, and it's not even Disneyland, like it's Universal, Knott's Berry Farm, Legoland, SeaWorld, like all of these are struggling. It's affecting a lot of people, yeah. It's affecting a lot of people, which we'll get into in the rest of the news. But we do have a statement from Disneyland's resort president, Ken Patrick. Potrock? Terrible. Potrock? I think it's Potrock. I don't know. Basically, he said in a statement that the state guidelines will keep us from shuttered for the foreseeable future, forcing thousands of more people out of work, leading to the inevitable closure of small family-owned businesses and an irreparable devastating the Anaheim, Southern California community. Since then, basically, Disney, their downtown Disney was open, which... Don't understand how that's still open, but the rest of Disney can't open. They're basically their main street of Disney is going to be allowed to be open for the shops and things like that. So that is some updated news that I do have on that aspect. But the last depressing part of news, I promise. Um, Disney has laid off more cast members. And we could get into our thoughts and things like that on it. Um, I do, I I think we kind of agree on the same level of this. Like, we do get that Disney is a business, but, and a lot of these were union workers, so there was a lot of red tape that they had to go through. Also, everyone who was laid off from what I have read Basically, they can get their job back in the next 18 months. It's just a lot of these things it's not safe for them to do currently. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember that Disney has to allocate a lot of their time for the rides and things like that. Now, I have seen that Disney has basically turned into a Six Flags at this point is what some people are comparing it to. But at this point, we just need to be thankful and grateful yeah, that Disney is For open. what we have, yeah. Um. I just want to let y'all know that, like, if Disney as a whole closes its theme park, that is a really bad sign. Mm-hmm. Really bad sign. Yeah. Um, but Disney has laid off more of their cast members, and it includes the following groups. The Citizens of Hollywood and Hollywood Studios, Monsters, Inc. Laugh 4, which, yes, those are cast members, um, Festival of the Lion King, Finding Nemo the Musical, Hoop D. Do Review, Beauty and the Beast Live on Rip. Stage... Citizens of Main Street, Pandora, the mechanical suits, the guys that come in and basically perform in Pandora, the Indiana Jones stunt show Spectacular, Disney Junior, the Green Army Men in Toy Story Land, the Jedi Training Show cast, Move It, Shake It, Mouse It, Dance It, Street Party, which was a parade. Basically, they let all their parade people go um, because there's no really any parades at this point. Uh, Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair, which is a show that happens at Park Open and throughout the day, and also Turtle Talk with Crush. I do believe that the Frozen show and Little Mermaid cast members were 
let go as well. But mm. I was a little confused on it because Frozen just reopened. I know. I was thinking the same thing. But I do believe that they will be included. They may have a contract to fill. Yeah, it probably it might. It probably was just a fraction of them. There, there are going to be more layoffs before the end of the year. Come Christmas oh, yeah, time, yeah, yeah. there will be more layoffs yeah, for sure. Um, so it does show that it returns September twenty sixth, and it doesn't have anything saying that it has gone away. So I do feel like there is probably. They're, they didn't make this round, but they are going to make the next round. We have talked about in previous episodes that there is Cast Member Pantry and then there is the United Food Bank, I believe is the other one for California. Um, so I just want to mention again that if you do feel like you want to help these cast members, you can definitely make a donation through there. You can follow them on Facebook and do all of that. But... I am going to leave on some good news. One happy news. <laughs> well, it's 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 happy news, but a little sad at the same time because this we were at this time right now we were supposed to be in Japan, and we were supposed to be experiencing this news that I'm talking about. Rip. <laughs> um. So the good news is out of Universal Studios Japan, as I had said, there's so Super Nintendo World that had been delayed opening this year is set to open in spring 2021. So this is really exciting. Basically, the land is done. They're just trying not to get a bunch of crowds. They have opened like a cafe and a merch shop and it has drawn quite a huge crowd. Um, So they're kind of wanting to limit that. So they're going to open in spring of 2021. I am super excited for this land because this Super Mario themed land is supposed to be coming to Orlando in the new park, which is Epic Universe, I believe. Um, but I mean, we're gonna see a delay in production, you know, because mm-hmm. 2020. Um, they were supposed to, I believe, supposed to take break ground on Epic Universe this year, but it has now been pushed back to, I think, like 2024, some very far away. Really? Um, it was just announced today that annual pass holders in Japan will actually get to preview the land soon. So that's exciting just because, like, I'm excited to see the land in itself. Mm-hmm. And the major attraction that everyone is talking about is a Mario Kart-themed ride. Yeah, pretty hyped about that. Katie is not as hyped as I am hyped. I'm just going <laughs> to let you know. I'm um, just, like, so scared of the motion sickness. I, like, get motion sick playing Mario Kart. I can't imagine. I can't imagine, like, riding I, it. I think I'm just gonna just gonna have to do it, deal with <laughs> just it. Just take a bunch of medicine. <laughs> so I don't really know much more about the land or the ride at the moment, but I am excited to see all the videos and articles that will come our way yeah. soon. Yeah. But I did hear that it was supposed to be um, VR. VR. Oh. It's supposed to be a VR ride, so you will you will have goggles, but it will be like a VR like <laughs> coaster kind of, but not like an intense roller coaster. Kind of similar to um, Gringotts, Escape from okay. Gringotts. So it's like a roller coaster, but like a VR kind of thing. It's like a track, but not that crazy. Just a track yeah. to get you moving, not necessarily to. But then there's like a wearable that's like, like you can interact with the land, which is kind right. of how you do in like Star Wars. So it's like this whole big thing and I'm super excited and can't wait. Yeah, that sounds fun. Speaking of all the videos and articles, let's talk about our go-to Disney Park influencers. 
Okay, so one thing you got to know about me and Sarah Beth is that I tend to lean more towards the lifestyle-y Disney influencers. Like, I feel like you watch more, like, hardcore park influencers, which I watch, like, all of the ones that you have I watch, too, but I don't feel like I watch as consistently as the more lifestyle ones. Right. Um, So, my first one, she's by far my favorite. She was a character performer for a while. She was Rapunzel. And, like, when you watch... She was friends with Rapunzel, you mean? Yeah, she was friends with Rapunzel. Um, all the secrets. <laughs> when, but like when you watch her though, you can totally like get why she's just very like wholesome sunshine. Um, but her name is Allison Bickerstaff, so I watch her a lot. Um, of course, Disney Food Blog. I feel like they're just like household name. Yeah, out of, you know, Agreed. just everyone who watches Disney content watches disney food blog or like follows them in some capacity um i also really like adults in disney they're a married couple and they do a lot of like more of obviously the adulty stuff they're called adults in disney but Mm -hmm. a lot of like fun like alcoholic drinks around the parks or like a lot of the like they'll eat more at like less of the quick servicey stuff so that's kind of mm-hmm. how like I found like oh I should go try that a couple episodes back me and Sarah Beth <laughs> talked about how we simultaneously discovered Kells and John and like how we both just fell in love with them but we had no idea each other was watching them. <laughs> pretty much so, <laughs> they have become definitely one of my favorites too and then I included her She's more lifestyle-y, and she definitely goes to Universal more, but that's how I found her was because her Universal stuff and her, mainly her Harry Potter content, but her name is Mindy Minx. She's super cute, and she, like, is always taking her camera along to Universal, and then she is a friend who is called The Potter Collector, and he has really good vlogs, too. Um, his name is Peter. So if you're more on like the Harry Potter side or you like really enjoy universal content as well, those two are really good. Um, and then pretty much all of yours, like I said, I follow, but I feel like you watch them a lot more diligently than I do. I do because a lot of these, a lot of these accounts, um, I tend to get my Disney news from. So Mm. for like example, like I use Disney food blog allears.net, Mickey Blogs, or Blog Mickey. I don't know because, like, it's the same thing, but, like, his channel's different. So, <laughs> yeah. like, his YouTube is, like, Mickey Blogs, but his Facebook is Blog Mickey or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, So, I watch him. Another ones that I tend to watch are the Tim Tracker um, or the Trackers nowadays. Paging yeah, Mr. Him, I feel like he's, like, right up there with DFB. Like, the Pretty OG much, yes. type. He's- very much an OG. All yeah. Ears Net is very similar to DFB. DFB, just in the like content kind of like some of them, but then mm-hmm. they do have a um, a girl named Molly who vlogs in the park, so it's kind of like a mix of both. Yeah. Um, one that I do watch for the Asian parks is the Disney Tokyo. It's TDL Explorer, Sarah. Um, TDL Explorer, which is basically Tokyo Disneyland Explorer. Um, Cute. Love him. His channel is great. 
Um, he's honestly probably, if you are interested in the Asian Disney parks, he is probably the best. Um, there are others, but I do tend to find him the most entertaining and more down to earth lifestyle, like you said. Yeah. Um, I, I, Magical Miranda, I really follow her more on Instagram, um, compared to YouTube. YouTube. She doesn't really post on YouTube that much, but she's yeah. more active on Instagram. The WDW couple, same thing. They're more active on Instagram than they are on YouTube. Oh yeah, TV. They're great. They I, are. Oh yeah, I like them M a lot. is amazing with Disney bounding and just in general. Um, they were another one who went to Tokyo, and that's how I found them. And like their channel was really good. I know I'm forgetting some people, but <laughs> I know I am. Like, we had this conversation the other day. Tyler was like, you subscribe to so many people. Same. But I, really, honestly, at the point, like, if I'm watching YouTube at this point, like, it's because I'm trying to find out some Disney Stuff. information. Yeah. yeah. So, so what about all of these, like, channels and creators makes them your favorite? So, I've been watching Disney Food Blog and the Trackers for a few years now, and, like, my list kind of just started growing from there, thanks YouTube algorithm. The Trackers <laughs> used to be a lot of adult-only things, and, like, that's the, the videos that I used to watch before they had their baby. So, honestly, I kind of just keep watching them to kind of, like, catch up, but also, like... Just be like a loyal subscriber. A lot of their content doesn't really fit our like my lifestyle or like your lifestyle. Like it's a lot of, you know, it's now baby things, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with changing your channel to that way. But I I'm think not you watching. would like adults in Disney for that reason. I think so too. And I mean, <clears throat> Tim and Jen were never like big drinkers. Like you never really are that I've noticed. Like on their channel, like they never really talked about alcohol. Um, they did keep it very family friendly, but I don't need to know where the strollers are, like what's the yeah. best stroller parking yeah. and things like that. <laughs> so that's kind of how their channel is. And I really honestly just watch them just because I'm a loyal subscriber. I've watched them forever. Right. Disney Food Blog and like All Ears as well as Mickey Blogs Vlogs. I don't know which one it is at this point is where <laughs> I get a lot of my news for this channel, like I said. So... And kind of, I use their website just to really keep up with everything Disney, Twitter, all that stuff. Yeah. They do kind of tend to break it down and go more in depth than just like the Disney site. So mm -hmm. you can, you kind of get to see it. You can read it. You can see the pictures and everything. Um, The Disney, Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland Explorer, like I said, is one of the ones that I love for the Japan parks. Because, like, he made, like, an app for Tokyo Disney that wasn't, like, there mm -hmm. until, like, probably a couple months ago when Disney released there. So, like, it was really great for, like, us U.S. visitors. So, like, that kind of drew me into, like, especially his channel is, like, we wanted to visit there, but, like, there was nothing, like, there was no apps, there was nothing, like, we couldn't track wait times. Or if we did, it was in the native language and, like, there was no, I can't change it to English type thing. Right. So... I, I do kind of watch all ears because of the fact that it's like a lifestyle and a 
like news information all in one kind, mm-hmm. kind of channel. Their Instagram is really great as well. And I think like that's the fact of like why they are my favorites and I keep like going back to them. Like I do subscribe to a whole bunch of other people, but like these people or these groups is because of the way they have their channel and they're more established that makes it easier to watch when I want to find news or when I just want to like stroll in the park. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, if you just want to like stream someone walking around Disney Park, like there's a new one that I found that I can't, like I found it like a couple days ago. Um, there's Resort One TV, but like I, if you just want it playing in the background, that channel's great. But like if you're yeah. trying to find out some actual Disney news, that's a little hard when you watch yeah. channels like that. So what about for you? I think... I think the ones that I named as my favorite, they're my favorites because I just, I click with their personalities the most. Um, and like I said, I watch these for the lifestyle aspect of it. Like Alice and Bickerstaff, I'm just going to use her because she's the perfect example. Like mm-hmm. she has lifestyle content, but she also has just like Orlando content, but also Disney vlogs and when she first started her YouTube channel, she was a cast member at the casting office. She was doing like a lot of Disney's social media. So that was a fun aspect too of like her job with Disney in that capacity as well. Um, Mm. So like that I find is like the ones that I gravitate towards the most. Um... So, yeah, for me, I think it's just their personalities. Like Sarah Beth was saying, like, when I want the information or the what's new, that's when I'll turn towards, like, the DFBs and, Mm -hmm. you know. But the ones that I watch consistently are the more lifestyle-y ones. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Just usually, like I said, like, when I'm watching YouTube, like, I'm looking for information. So, that's mm-hmm. why I tend to fall toward that one. Yeah. Um, but a lot of, like, when we start talking about other channels in a few minutes, like, mm-hmm. they're different. And you can tell it's just more because of I'm starting to fall into that, like, lifestyle type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's talk about that. Because we haven't even talked about your second one. But I, like, randomly found her, too. Really? Yes. <laughs> Like, it's so funny. So the the question is, is like who some new discoveries that like you immediately loved? And my number one is Kelsey and John. Their channel so is Kelsey and John. I can't even handle it. Come to find out we were neighbors at one point. <laughs> I mean, not really. Oh, but yeah, like that's true. Very, they lived very close to where y'all live. They lived very close to us. And it was just like we stumbled upon their channel and it was just like, wow like they lived right there like that's so crazy so it's you know it's been fun to follow along and we're at the point well at least I am um of binge watching a lot of their like old content and like keeping up with their new content and I I follow them on Instagram now like they're just I don't know what it is I don't know like I, I don't they're so wholesome they are like that I feel like is like the one thing which I know it's easy content to watch too. it is yes it is but it's not like um so okay I can't 
I like daily vlog videos, but like at the same time on a daily vlog video, you cannot just pick up a camera and just walk around with it. Like that's not, it's going to be a bad video. Kelsey and John, when they pick up the camera and vlog, mm-hmm. it's not like that. No, it's very intentional. Yeah. Yes, it's very intentional. It's not like, oh my God, I haven't vlogged today. Let me just pick yeah. up the camera and just go like run around my house. Like that's not, not the thing. Um, another channel I found is Emily Enchanted, which we were going to talk about her channel in a minute, but that's crazy that she popped up on yours too. Yeah. Yeah. She's um, cute. She, I think I found her on Instagram first. Oh, really? Yeah. I think so. Really... I think it was like a Kells and John situation. Cause I follow a lot of Disney hashtags. Mm-hmm. So if yeah, I'm like, I started, I started following some Disney hashtags too. So yeah. So if I see like a picture that I'm like, oh, I vibe with that. Like I'll like basically stalk their profile. Mm-hmm. And I think she was one that I was just like, oh, she's super cute. And then I saw that she had a channel and I was like, oh, I'm going to start following her. Yeah. Another channel that I found randomly, we were watching a live stream of someone walking around the parks or I don't know if it was actually live or whatever, but they she was live streaming in the park as well. So, like, we came across her channel that way, and her name is Amanda Bailey. I haven't really watched a lot of her other content, but her live streams, she usually live streams in the park at least, like, once a week from what, like, her uploads look like. And she's blonde. Like, she is blonde, yes. Um, her like live streams or even like streaming in the park are just so like I don't know they're just like very calming mm, like it's just mm-hmm. like like her, the way her, her voice and just like the way that like how she like handles her channel I guess is how I'm trying to say is just like very yeah like I could have it playing on the background and it wouldn't like annoy me after a little while um also she does have a stabilization gimbal which I feel like some of the not like resort one, but like some of the people who live stream, like you can tell when they don't have a stabilization gimbal yep. or just like a regular handle. And you can tell when they're not paying attention and walking around the park and it's just like you run yep. around the house with just picked up a camera and ran around the house. That so it's like the fact that it's like very smooth throughout the entire time and things like that is like really nice. Um and she also, like, when she does a stream, like, she's showing you everything. So, like, you mm-hmm. feel like you're actually in the park. And that's the whole point she's doing it. It's because she knows, or at least the vibe that I get is because she knows that not everybody can visit Disney. So, she wants to bring Disney to you, which is great. I don't know anything else about her other videos because I haven't watched any. So, if she's, hopefully she's a good person, but she looks like she's a good person on our live stream. So, that's fair. Um, don't come for me if she turns out to be <laughs> terrible what has drawn you to these new people so i think you can agree with me because of the fact that our new discoveries are all the same except for amanda bailey is the relatability of them um they do seem very new to youtube like and when i say new to youtube like within the last five years and not Mm -hmm. like the ogs like i just see casey neistat things like that yeah um Kelsey and John really have, like, good calming themes to the videos. Like, the, so- the filters that they use, just the yeah. the music that they use. And John is so soft-spoken, which is... Oh, sometimes I'm like... the most precious I'm little like, bean. 
I'm just like I can't hear him. Um, He's and so even cute. He is he is adorable. Um, and Kelsey is British, so she has a British accent mm-hmm. going for. Her. So it's just like all throughout the entire time, it's just like just very like cathartic to listen to. Yeah. Um, I do like their daily vlog style too, which is really good. Like I yes. said, like it's it seems very not like super thought out but like thought out and it's like the same theme throughout the time mm-hmm. you can tell when people have like a main channel and then like a vlog channel and their styles are completely different yeah aka like alicia marie and remy yeah. ashton and all those the more people. like produced versus right but yeah. their themes are very consistent across the board yeah emily's channel was basically about the disney college program mm-hmm. which is kind of why i started following hers just to kind of get an insight on that and her content was just like hey, come follow me around the park, which is just, like, very, like, relaxing, kind of cool vibes. Um, She does have moments where she shakes the camera or just, like, she gets excited because yeah. <laughs> she sees a character or a friend and it's, you know, they kind of throw you off a little bit. Um, I do tend to binge watch channels like this because they flow so well compared yes. to, like, an All Ears or a Disney food blog and things like that. I yeah, don't same. tend to binge watch those. What about you? No, yeah. I mean, I completely agree. Um, Kels and John are just so genuine. Um, and I think that's what really attracted to me me to mm-hmm. their content. But yeah, Emily, I like, like you were saying, like Emily's like videos are more just like hang out with me in Disney. Mm-hmm. And that's that's typically like the Disney videos that I enjoy more. Right. Um, if I'm just watching because I want to watch something fun or I miss Disney or, you know, things like that, those mm-hmm. are the type of Disney videos I tend to gravitate more towards instead of like the informational, you right. know, like here's what's new, here's what's happening type stuff. So when you, you kind of answered this really already, but we were talking about, do you like more of a vlog style or like production style? Why or why not do you like the different, like why do you like this certain type of style or why do you not like this certain type of style? I apparently don't know how to word questions. No, I get what you're saying. I, I have mentioned I like the life. I'll choose the lifestyle over the produced, especially mm-hmm. in like just YouTube in general. Not necessarily like the Disney community. Like if a if like you just mentioned Alicia Marie, mm-hmm. I would watch, I watch her vlogs consistently. Mm-hmm. She she uploads one, I watch one, but I pick and choose her produced content based on if I'm actually truly interested in what she's doing or not. Like I just mm-hmm. like the more. And I guess it's just, like, that relatability or especially in quarantine, maybe it's something about, like, you feel, you don't feel alone, you know? Yeah. Like, watching another person in their normal life as well. So, correct. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I agree yeah. With that. I just really, I gravitate more towards that content just in the YouTube space in general. Now... I do value produced videos, especially like produced park day videos. Like I said, because of that informational aspect or sometimes they're just like super aesthetic and I just want to watch like a Disney video because I'm sad and I'm missing Disney, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think for me there's a time or place, but I think my favorite part about lifestyle stuff is that they are more binge worthy, like you were saying. Like they're just easier mm-hmm. to just like put that on and do some busy work and like have something super positive and uplifting in the background, you know, instead of yeah. like a like the office or, you know, for like the 14th right. million time. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with that because I do like the vlog style be- better for like daily uh-huh. viewing, but I do like that like Disney food vlogs or apparently I have Mickey views on YouTube. I have no idea what this kid's channel is to be honest. <laughs> Um, because it's concise and it's to the point. So, mm-hmm. um, there's a, there's a, the Diz newscast, the DSNY newscast is another one that I watch. I like because of the fact that it's very concise and it's not an hour long video and I have no idea what I just watched mm-hmm. when it comes to like new things that happen. So like, here's the thing, like they're sitting there talking about it, like, Hey, I'm going to this section of the park to talk about this. I'm going yeah. to this section of the park to talk about this. So it's it's nice and then like disney food blog i mean when i say that everyone knows exactly who i'm talking about yeah. like it's a very <clears throat> overproduction yeah. videos but it is so concise and to the point and they're usually less than 20 minutes long mm-hmm. so it's something that if you're planning a trip and you're like oh hey what's new i kind of i want to say me and tyler had this conversation we compared it to the um the planning videos that Disney used to send out. Oh, yeah. Disney Food Blog is now that. Like, yeah. instead of them sending you a video saying, hey, this is new or whatever, like, you could literally just search Disney Food Blog and, like, Yeah, it's so out. true. Um, So, yeah, I agree pretty much with what you said as well. Like, but. So, who are some of your non-YouTube favorites? Like, more like just in the Instagram space. So, Oh Yeah TV is someone who I really, I love their Instagram aesthetic just in general. They are another wholesome couple that like, if you just want to follow some people who are genuinely seem like they are good people, have a great Instagram aesthetic and have the most adorable little dog named Rosie. Oh yeah. TV is another one. The magical Miranda is another one that I do feel are more active on Instagram compared Mm -hmm. to their YouTube channel. And honestly, this episode would be like three hours long if I went through our follow follow list (laughs) because like I have a follow list and then I follow certain people on the pod. We follow certain people on the podcast Instagram Mm -hmm. as well. But I do like allears.net, the WDW News Instagram. I don't like their YouTube channel at all. No, they have um, a good they have a good Instagram though. Their Instagram is they're very active on Instagram, but their pod their podcast they have is very negative and it's a bunch of people ranting all the time when it comes to stuff and it's not like I don't want to go hear about negative Disney news, which mm-hmm. is terrible because like literally everything that we've started has been negative Disney news. <laughs> but even when COVID wasn't happening, like it was yeah. still negative, negative about certain things. Like I can't, I can't help it that half of Disney Park is closed and they're laying off people. It's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's no new and exciting thing that's happening um, other than the Christmas decorations are up. Yeah. But, you know, their Instagram is completely different from their YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. that's, they do also have a swipe up. So it's like they can link to like their yeah, website that's and things nice. like that, which is really nice. So if you are going to follow someone for Disney news, like I suggest All Ears and WDW News today yeah, something like that. Um, so you've got a bunch. 
Well, they're they're kind of in categories. So depending on like what type of Disney Instagram content you want, like I'll tell you my favorites. So I have Finding Kelso. She's by herself. She's on the smaller side, which is what I really like about her. Like I found her through Adults in Disney and I thought she was funny in one of their videos. And so I started following her, but she's small enough that she followed me back. And so she's, she's been super fun to follow because of that. Like, because she's on the smaller side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want the like pretty Pinterest picture of a girl dressed super cute in Disney, Caroline and Kay, she's a good one. Disney with Abby, Sarah Lavelli, Millie Main Street. Millie Main Street, she's British and she's so cute. Um, those are like my favorite, like Pinterest aesthetic Disney World mm-hmm. Instagrams. Um, ex Princess Diaries, she was friends with Tiana in Disneyland, and she mm-hmm. is no longer friends with Tiana. <laughs> they broke up. Um, <laughs> but her content's super cute just because she has that like, like narrative like the ex-princess narrative you know yes um and then detour to neverland is kind of in the same realm as like the informational disney so if you're wanting like more informational stuff detour to neverland is another cute couple um if you like memes dis millennial is so funny i love their instagram they have the best like memes If you follow me on my personal Instagram, nine times out of ten, you're seeing the stories that I share of the Diz Millennial post because they're so funny. Um, But then I'm a sucker for, like, photography Disney Instagram accounts. I was telling Sarah before we recorded about one of them. It's 404.image, and his are, like, super moody. Like, I've just never seen Disney photography like this before. It's so moody. Um, but it makes it like almost like that much more magical because I feel like everyone shoots for like the bright and airy photos of Disney, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just love the vibe of his stuff. Um, the happiest swamp on earth is really fun. He tends to Photoshop Disney characters in real life settings. Oh, I know exactly who you're I talking about. I love his stuff. It's so fun. Um, Ernie W. Carr takes the most gorgeous pictures ever around the park. He's another one that will wait until like everything's pretty much shut down and everybody's Mm -hmm. exited. And he's like getting like reflection photos of like the castle and like the one puddle of water. Yeah. Yeah. He's like laying on the ground with like a, he's like has a water bottle and is like pouring water to take a shot. But his stuff is so pretty. Um, if you're into the Enneagram, there's a account called the Disney Enneagram and she makes really fun content. Sarah Beth is not into the Enneagram, but whatever, we'll get her one. But it has popped up for me multiple times. (laughs) And then my last one and probably my favorite is Disney World Retro. And it's so fun because it literally is just old photos from Disney, like in years past. So, like, the 90s, early 2000s is super nostalgic, um, but it's also, like, really fun to look back at, like, the 60s and, you know, like, 
Right. I don't know. They share a lot. Like when Hercules came out, they had like some pictures of the Hercules parade. And I don't know. It's just fun to like look back at those pictures. Um, So that one's probably my favorite. So I forgot one of my favorite accounts and I feel so terrible. Um, Main Street Mermaid. Oh, I don't think I follow her. Her name is Kat. And um, she actually has a podcast with her sister called Tragical Podcast. Cute. Um, it's actually pretty funny. They talk about how tragical certain Disney movies are. Um, she is. Wait, she's so cute. She is I'm following cute. her right now. Um, she is definitely not content for everyone, especially on her Twitter. Her Instagram is definitely not as outspoken as she is on Twitter, but I love her on Twitter. Um, she. She definitely, if she has an opinion on something, she will let you know it on Twitter. Um, so if you are easily offended, don't follow her on Twitter. Um, but her, I believe she used to be friends with Ariel and oh, Rapunzel. Fine. And a couple other princesses. Um, but she also was a cast member on Main Street, I do believe. Um, so I kind of started following her when she was a cast member. I believe she did Disney College Program and kind of just followed her still um but mm-hmm. she is one of my favorite accounts she she is hilarious if you have a certain type of humor and i certainly have a certain type of humor so she i feel like you would love her and you would yeah, love she's her on twitter super cute i'm gonna you is would she, love is she her on twitter the main street mermaid on twitter too um i think that's her handle i'll have to share it with you It's Main Street Merm. Merm. <laughs> and I... Oh, I found her. Yeah, it's like cat with some leaves. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah, she's she's great. I, I'm She's probably one of my favorite ones on Twitter, um, which is... I don't really follow a lot of Disney people on Twitter. So. No, me either. Because um, they are brutal on Disney Twitter. Just let me tell you. They're savage. They um, are savage. So uh, let's just talk about like influencers and the influencer space in general. My favorite topic. <laughs> yeah. Sarah Beth is learning how to be an influencer and she's thriving. <laughs> it's so stressful. Um, so first question. What do you think makes a great YouTube channel and we're going to completely disregard like algorithm? Okay. Um, let's explain kind of what like the YouTube algorithm is for people who don't understand. <laughs> um, basically the YouTube Impossible. algorithm. Yeah. Uh, so depending on if you have a YouTube account and depending on what type of videos you watch, AKA why me and Katie came across so many of the same in YouTubers is because mm-hmm. of the YouTube algorithm. Yeah. Um, it's based on who you subscribe to, what videos you watch. Basically, basically YouTube is stealing all your data and trying to push videos out to you. Um, so when you're, when it does, but the thing <laughs> is, is like when you're a new creator and you're creating content very similar to like a bigger YouTube not necessarily will the YouTube algorithm push your video out to that person. Like, for example, Casey Neistat made a video and then another YouTuber named Sarah DG made the same type of video in the Casey's vlog style. So all of Casey's subscribers were now coming across Sarah DG's video and that's, to sum it all up now, 
that's how the YouTube algorithm That's the works. algorithm, yeah. That's the algorithm in the most basic lay terms possible. If anyone yeah. knows how it actually works and things like that, they're like, oh no my god. No one knows how it actually works. They're like, oh my god, that's not how it works. Anyways, it's been a day. It's been a day. It's been a year. Um, definitely a level of re- relatability as well as authenticity. I think you could study the algorithm and upload videos that would show up on people's feeds, but if you're not authentic or relatable in your content, it's it's not the organic organic growth that you're going to need. Like mm-hmm. meaning you're going to get those like a bunch of subscribers all at once because they're seeing like the content that you're creating and everyone else is creating. So they're like, oh, I like the way she looks. I like the way he looks, like things like that. But you can't sustain those type of subscribers. Correct. Yeah. Also, just don't be problematic (laughs) in the influencer space in general. Like you see a lot of these YouTubers right now, James Charles, Tati Westbrook, Jeffree Star, Shane Dawson. Mm Mm-hmm. Not Jenna Marbles, though. <laughs> Rip. It's it's honestly, and the thing that goes with it is if you follow a YouTuber on YouTube and then follow them on other social media and that you watch one type of content and then you see a certain person who's like very influential and holds them on Instagram, I mean on YouTube, and then you go to their Instagram and Twitter or their Facebook or Snapchat or whatever and it's like, not reflecting the channel that you watch like you're Mm -hmm. gonna lose some of those subscribers so i think when you have a great channel is you're very cohesive with everything in general which is something that i'm struggling with because of the fact that like i'm trying to be more out there on instagram but it's not the i'm very private when it comes to facebook and twitter and all these other things um i think that's one of the things that you have to remember Mm-hmm. And that's what makes a great channel is when you're cohesive throughout all your social medias and you mm-hmm. also are very authentic to your channel. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely, actually. I think that's, like, the main the main key ingredient. Like, even, I think, more important than the algorithm. Because if I – if you make bungee jumping videos and I see that your videos are – super popular you're making a bunch of money and I'm like okay well then the key is to make bungee jumping videos and the algorithm's gonna push my stuff and then I'll get the views that you're getting and all that jazz Mm -hmm. but I hate bungee jumping I would never bungee jump in a million years so I'm not being true to me and people can sniff that out in a second so just because I'm making the content doesn't necessarily mean that the views and the subscribers and the money will follow um, because you're not being authentic. So if you want to grow organically and like truly have people who are going to stand, stand you basically, um, you need that like relatability and authenticity because if people can't relate to you or you don't seem real, then you won't go very far. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Another big thing, and you kind of mentioned it at the beginning when we were talking about vlogs, but I think another big quality to have success, especially in the YouTube space, is your ability to tell a story and to keep your audience captivated. Because like you were saying, like, you don't enjoy vlogs that are just like haphazardly picking up the camera Mm -hmm talking about nothing, 
you know, and and I think that's because you really do need to be able to have kind of that concept of like you're able to tell a story through the shots that you get, the way that you edit them together, all of that stuff. Right. You don't necessarily have to have like the entire vlog planned out, but you still mm-hmm. need to have some kind of plan. Of right. Just in general of like how you want to tell that story or how you want to tell right. that day. Right. So. Especially like in post-production too, like the editing side of it. Like, if you have footage of you working at your computer for 30 minutes, don't put the whole 30 minutes in there. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, I agree with that. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to ask if you thought the same things carry over onto Instagram, like the Instagram space. So I would say yes, unless you are like a company or like a brand. Followers Mm want to see that level of relatability or authenticity. But Mm -hmm. I I mean, like, to be honest, like if I'm following like Nike, like I don't, they're they're not really, the person who is running the Nike account is not relatable to me. Like they are doing it to sell you something. But if a person I'm following is like, not relatable whatsoever i usually unfollow Mm -hmm. that person and it's very shortly after i follow them that i kind of find out like hey you're not Mm -hmm. an account i want to follow um this is honestly one of the main reasons why i don't follow a lot of celebrities which i mean Mm -hmm. they kind of technically do fall into like a brand category which i know that sounds weird because they're people But you have to remember that their image, their everything like that, like, yeah, they're not posting their relatable content on Instagram. They're posting the edited shots and things like that. Like the Kardashians, for example, like it's not something I want to see on my feed daily. Like it's I want to see someone who, oh, I tried this new place here and not I flew to my private island for the weekend kind of thing. Yeah. So. (laughs) For my 40th birthday. But you know what I mean? You know. Like it's Which is fine because I feel like if you do follow a lot of more relatable content, you can have the occasional celebrity here and there. But like if you're following nothing but celebrities and brands and all this other stuff, you're going to get burnt out on Instagram very quickly. Yeah, I don't follow any brands. Like, brand brands. I'll follow celebrities. Like, I follow the Kardashians and, um, like, Kristen Bell and mm-hmm. things like that. But I don't I don't follow Nike. If I come across, like, a product that, like, is advertised to me that I'm interested in, I typically will just save the product, like, yeah. the post. So, like, my saved folder is pretty much just things that I would be interested in owning or that I I would like to own or I think is cute, like a piece of jewelry I think is cute, but I'm not going to follow, I'm not going to follow the jewelry company. I just don't want to see jewelry every five seconds. That's not, that's not the content that that I want. Right. So I, I mean, I do follow a couple brands and things like that, but now that you say that, like, I probably should just add them to my saved folder instead of actually following the account. Yeah. 
a brand and a small business is two completely different things. And I can yes, say that very true. I have a small business. I am not Nike. I, I would say I don't have a social media manager, but I mean, you help me out. But you know what I mean when I say a social <laughs> <Hey>. media manager. <laughs> you're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'll create content for me. But in the fact that you're not sitting on my social media interacting with people, like that's me. So when Correct. I'm posting things and I'm commenting or Tyler's commenting and, you know, things like that, it's. We're doing that level of authenticity because it's us and not like a mm-hmm. super canned response with certain things like that. So, yeah, and that's, you know, that's what I mean by brand. So it's like, it's great to see like a small business like that. Honestly, try to be authentic. And I just followed a bunch of like clothing brands and stuff, but they're clothing brands, mm-hmm. but they're small businesses and they're, you know, it's one person, they're doing their social media, they're doing that, they're creating that relatability that authenticity which take a shot every time I say authenticity or (laughs) relatability this episode apparently um but you know what I'm saying like you're getting that good quality content as well even though they are a person behind a brand yeah so what what makes you want to subscribe or follow someone on social media (laughs) so I think honestly the vibe of the video from watching YouTube is the number one thing. Like, is it a vlog? Is it a production type? Or is it like a main channel type thing? Mm-hmm. And just honestly, like the quality of content. Like if I see a post that I genuinely enjoy or a thumbnail or something like that, I'm going to look at the rest of that account and mm-hmm. uploads and things like that. Like I said, I cannot handle vlogs that are just let me pick up the cam camera and babble some nonsense for an hour. Like I cannot listen. I cannot watch those. I cannot listen to them, whatever. Um, even and like I have said throughout this, even daily vlogs have some type of layout and schedule, especially to people who have been on YouTube of a while. Um, but like I said, just filming for the sake of filming, like if that's the impression that I'm getting from your channel, it's, that's not the way to go for me. I also tend to stick with people that I could see myself being friends with in real life. And I mean, it's pretty much just like what you were saying. Like if I get that vibe from you, um, I'm probably going to stay. But if I get that vibe from you that like, I wouldn't like you in real life or we just wouldn't get along then I've unfollowed people for that. If you had any advice for someone wanting to come into the influencer space from someone who is just starting out, because let's be honest, we're we're trying to navigate this whole space. <laughs> what would it be? I think one of the big things that I've struggled with a little bit, especially moving into the space, is you don't need expensive equipment, honestly. I or like a whole year videos or podcasts or any content just in general planned out. You can honestly take it day by day. If you, which I know we talk about how we like to plan so we don't have to plan. It's, it's going to overwhelm you to a point where you don't even want to pursue the channel or Instagram. And I'll go ahead and I'll expose myself. But, you know, I was really toying around with the fact of making like a veterinary content Instagram and possibly starting a YouTube channel and things like that when I first got into veterinary medicine. Mm -hmm. The fact that like I felt like I needed an expensive camera, I needed Mm -hmm. expensive things and I think honestly like if you just have a good laptop and like Mm -hmm. 
either an iPhone or like a Samsung or you know yeah. some type of phone that can shoot decent quality video. That's all you need. Yep. That's that's really it. I I think one of the things that I struggle with the most is planning for content. I get overwhelmed because I try to do it in large chunks instead of breaking it down into like smaller blocks. Like I'm I'm looking at trying to schedule social media for or just content in general for like two months. But yeah. then I realized that I had to break it down. Like, no, you just need to do this month and then just do it again. But then I realized planning out a whole month was still too stressful for me. So I just kind of started breaking it down into like weeks. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you got to plan content for the next two weeks and then that's that's it. Like move ahead. And it came to a point where I was scripting podcasts like literally a day or two before we were recording. And then it was coming to a blank because I didn't know what it was because I was so overwhelmed. And now that I've kind of breaking it down into two weeks, which I got lazy because we didn't do record a podcast last week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, when I go to sit and script the next podcast, it's going to be, like, I've already went and have content planned for the rest of the year. And now I just have to sit down and script. And, you know, if I do that every two weeks, then, you know, it's not so stressful. But um, another thing is use a scheduler. Yeah. Use a scheduling app. 100%. I, I put Buffer, Hootsuite. Now you can do business suite on Facebook, which by the way, um, if you do make your Instagram public, you have to create it as a business account to use yep. it in any of these schedulers, just FYI. Yep. Um, did not know that. So I now have another Facebook page that I manage, um, but it's, it's not public. So like you can't find it. Right. Um, or like plan a little, plan a little way, plan a little way. Yeah, I don't plan. I would. I, so I really like that app and plan-a-ly? I feel like. Planally, I think it is. Maybe. Um, I don't recommend Hootsuite whatsoever after they changed it. Just FYI. Um, I highly recommend Buffer. That's what I use. I recommend I recommend Buffer as well. That's what I use for my personal accounts. But I use Hootsuite for the Veterinary Spiral Box and also um, Bibbidi Bobby Basics. So, like, if you see there's a difference, like, posted from Buffer or posted from Hootsuite, I'm Hootsuite, Katie's Buffer. Hey. Um, <laughs> So I use Buffer for my personal accounts, but I also think Planaloy is really great for trying to figure out how you want your feed to look Mm -hmm. because even like I, sometimes I use them cohesively with Buffer and Planaloy because especially when I was doing Veterinary Survivor Box and the podcast, like trying to figure out how we wanted our feed, you can upload a bunch of stuff into Planaloy and not schedule it. And you can kind of create a feed so you know mm-hmm. what you can look, you know. Yeah, you know, you know what your going. grid would look. Yeah. You know what your grid would look like. You can change it around. You can, you know, do things like that, which I think is really great, um, especially for new content creators. There is a paid version as well as a free version. So I do recommend those two apps. I don't know anything about Business Suite on Facebook because it just no, came out either. and I don't really use it, but they are making it very easy to schedule content and stuff like that another one is canva you can now if Mm -hmm. you have a paid version of canva you can schedule from canva which canva is great for content creation of like stories and posts and all those things that's what we use yeah Um, another thing is probably one of the biggest piece of advice is to stay true to yourself um you don't have to go completely out of your comfort zone you do, however, have to make that profile public, though. 
are you speaking from experience? Yes. But I mean, (laughs) you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been... I can still be true to myself on a public Instagram. And mind you, I don't have a secret Instagram that's, like, private. Like, I'm public on Instagram. Mm -hmm. My Facebook page is locked up only because of future employers and things like that. Yeah. um, As well as Twitter. But you do have to kind of take a little bit of a step. But if you don't want to just, like, completely go with a public profile, like, if you just want to stay low-key for a little bit and kind of get the hang of being, like, a creator, keep your profile in private and, you know, just kind of Test the waters, yeah. Test the waters a little bit. And then, I mean, look at me. We've been doing this since May. Look at Sarah Beth. And I just, like, changed it in, what, October? My biggest piece of advice would be don't join this space thinking don't join this space for the money is my advice. Um, Join it because you truly want to make content no matter what type of content you're interested in, Disney or not. Um, Just start it as a hobby before a career. Because if you're only doing this to make money, you're going to burn out super quickly because the money doesn't come right away. If you're creating content in any capacity because you love it, then that's where you'll succeed and you'll see that organic growth. Because like we've been saying, like we've been preaching this whole episode, it's about the authenticity of it. And if you're doing it just for the money, people are going to be able to sniff that out and... If you're truly doing it with authenticity because you enjoy the content that you're creating or you believe in what you're preaching or whatever, then the money will come because you've laid that foundation of interest and passion and authenticity and you'll grow a truly organic audience that will will watch every video that you post, will like and comment and engage on every Instagram that you post And that is what's going to lead to the financial benefits of being on the social media platform. What we are going to do, since we mentioned a lot of creators in this episode, is we are going to create a highlight on our Instagram and highlight all of the creators that we mentioned in this episode. Um, So if you want to give them a follow, go ahead and do that. While you're at it, make sure you rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Um... Also follow us on social media, which will be linked in the show notes. We won't put our accounts in the highlights. <laughs> we won't put our accounts in the highlights. Definitely not. Another thing we do want to mention, I know Katie posted on her stories the other day, which was probably a week ago by the time you're listening to this. Um, mm-hmm. We are some brand brand reps, which I believe we mentioned in a previous episode. I can't yeah, we have. remember. We have, yeah. Oh my god, Mom, I'm gonna butcher her handle. <laughs> Leah's House of Mouse Ears LLC. <laughs> there you go. Um, she is coming out with a lot of different and new Disney ear designs every Friday um, at 12 p.m. Disneyland time or Pacific time. Yeah, West Coast. Pacific time. Yeah, it's 12 p.m. West Coast. So anywhere else, we'll just call it 12 p.m. Disneyland time. 
Um, you can get 10% off your order, anything over $25 with the code Bibbity20. Um, we'll have that linked in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. I will be posting my magical mail video story post. I don't know what I'm going to do just yet. Um, hopefully soon. Um, I just need to like get up and be a person during the day, which I have not been doing. Fair. So I don't think you guys want to see me not as a person. That's it for this week, guys. Yeah. It's a fun little episode. We are about to be into the holidays. So oh, I can't we will wait. be getting some holiday content. All right. That's it. Are, are you going to say stay magical? Oh, my God. I forgot. Um, so, <laughs> I was, like, waiting for it. I was like, are we done? Are we not? So, all you magical basics, have a great week, and remember to stay magical. Well, that was it for today. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We drop new episodes every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Everything will be linked in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.